Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, maybe it's because it's the Ides of March, but some weird stuff's going on in professional wrestling. People are are leaving or mysteriously falling ill. WWE took forever to announce somebody for the Hall of Fame, and AEW rebranded a title again, but that is to be expected. So please, please, for the love of God, stop trying to fill out your March Madness bracket. You probably already lost, and it's already the play-in games. It's Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 332, The Ides, exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio, and it starts right now. music. I mean, to also be fair, Towson didn't make the tournament either, but again, that is also to be expected. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 332, Be Ides, because it is March 15th. Beware of the Ides of March. I am your host, whatever, whatever, be cultured. I'm, I like Shakespeare. I am your host, King Ricky Rose, uh, along with, of course, Willie T, who still, to, uh, to my knowledge, still enjoys one thing and one thing only, and that is BJ's. Who doesn't love BJ's? You can have a happy ending. You, leave, yeah. you, leave, you come in hungry, you leave happy. And you get 10 pound wings, though. I do. I got 10 pounds of wings. I don't even know how much they were, but uh, it was cheap. So, yeah, six <laughs> bottles of water. So six, six, six gallons of water, I should say. So we have water for like two weeks. Two of them. Just, count them. just get a fucking filter. Yeah, but you know what? I, I Actually, I did filter for two years. I preferred bottle. Really? I much prefer bottle. Huh. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I don't mind filter. Like, I actually do enjoy filter. The tap water on Hoboken isn't bad um, when the pipes yeah. burst. Um, but we just we're doing bottle, and it's just, it's just like, oh, I love this water so much more. <laughs> Nothing against filter. Nothing against a nice bird. I did it for two years. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a filter. It's freaking great. I also have a gallon jug, but I just carry around with me all the time, so I'm not really like going to use the faucet to fill up the pitcher only like once a day. And that's just fill up my gallon jug. But anyway, folks, welcome to our show this week. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting shit going on in the world of pro wrestling. We're going to try to tackle it all. Um, let's start off. Uh, well, first off, before we get into any of that, if you like what you're seeing, you're listening to uh, right now, please like, share, subscribe, leave us some five-star reviews. It really helps us out. We have a lot of merch and uh, some cool shit available for you. The links to all of that are in the description below. And if you happen to be listening and or watching on Spotify, because you also upload our video to Spotify as well, we do have some interesting polls and questions for you to answer uh, for the show, which we will try to dive into during the show. Uh, but if not, again, the polls and the questions are below in Spotify as well. So moving yeah, forward, Discord, first baby, join a Discord and watch some presidents play Mario Party. That's true. And <laughs> and Discord as well. Yes. Uh so first and foremost, let's do a quick update on Roxanne Perez. The update is there really is no update. She was she stayed in the hospital overnight. Um, they ran a lot of vital tests on her. All of them came back negative, meaning that they couldn't find anything wrong. Uh, but they cannot determine the reason for the why she collapsed. Uh, at all, this is from Shawn Michaels uh, making a statement about it and to having a doctor uh, on the show as well uh, who apparently treated Roxanne Perez and 
So it's we don't know if she's going to make stand and deliver at all. Uh, we're putting some things in place, like doing a bunch of qualifying matches to see if they have to determine a new women's champion. Uh, if this is a work, they're playing it really well, and they're they're keeping a really close net. I don't think it's a work, to be honest. Yeah, because um, this is this is weird, right? Like, what's what? If it, say it's a work, all right. Let's let's say it's a work. Okay. What is yeah. the resolution to this story? I honestly don't she, know. She, she shows up at Stand and Delivered unannounced. Great. What a great push. Mm-hmm. Right? This is supposed to be, this is WrestleMania weekend, right? Yeah, she, yeah. She should be on TV being pushed, right? She yeah. should be looking pretty good as a champion unless she's going up against a monster heel. Right? Yeah, like, which Miko Sotomaro is not. Miko Sotomaro just hits people really hard. Right. How is this, like, how would she benefit from this being a work? I, I, it's hard. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Right. Which but makes, that would have been her problem. Think it's, which makes me think it's, think it's real. Fuck. Yeah, the only, yeah, the only thing that people are comparing it to is that this happened to Shawn Michaels back in 95. They pulled this, they pulled this same stint, stunt. Yeah, I mean, Zarian, think, Zarian thought it was a work. Matt Man thought it was, like, easily a work. I kind of dismissed it as a work off the bat. So, yeah. And maybe. I mean, hey, that's fair. You know, Shawn Michaels has been pretty much running back his own hit, his own hits. Right? Yeah. God damn! I need Chomper to come back. He's like, I lost my smile up on Raw. I just, I lost <laughs> my fucking Miz. You know how awful that is. Like, yeah. that's that's what we need next. Um, I don't know. Is he gonna make a Sunny Days comment to like Ricochet? Ricochet is like, <laughs> <laughs> Sam Irvin. Sam yeah. Irvin's amazing. They're engaged, uh, right? Yes, they are. They're engaged. He engaged in her. He engaged. Uh, he proposed no, he engaged her. In her all right. No, no, yeah, no. He is engaging her. All right. My God, what an upgrade from Casey Catanzaro. Yeah, uh, yeah. For <laughs> real though, and she's really cute. Casey is. I'm a fan yeah, she of Casey. is. She's so she's, adorable. I oh, just hug her. Awesome. Amazing. Great, great person to to hang out with uh, back in our thousand days. Um, talk about an upgrade. Yeah, she's a yeah. God damn. God he, he, damn. He, Hello. He proposed it's like to so her. smooth. Yeah, no, he proposed to her, I think, in front of the Bellagio Fountain in Vegas. Fucking lame. <laughs> really, Ricochet, you're rich and that's what you do? Well, he resides in Vegas now, too. Have you ever listened to, like, his, uh, when he gets called to the ring? Mm-hmm. He's like, from Las Vegas? Well, I thought you were from Paducah, Kentucky, like, a couple of years ago. Like, what happened? Uh, Hollywood, California, if you're Dolph Ziggler. Wasn't it? No, Florida, he's, Hollywood, Hollywood, he's Hollywood, Florida. Florida. He's Hollywood, Florida. He Hollywood, is Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> Fucking Oscar Bates. <Yeah>. <laughs> He'll show up when somebody else needs a when a, when a new superstar needs a push. Yeah, I speaking of, I do hope this is a work. Um, I, I hope it's a work too. Like I do not, I do not, I want to be wrong on this one. I don't think it's a work, but I really, really hope it is because this kid's a baby. She's younger than me. She's what twenty four? No, twenty one, dude. Twenty one years old. Yeah. Like if it, and we don't even know what it could be that they made her collapse. Like they don't know if it was like a head, um, heart, anything like that. Just yeah, that's they said they ran all they ran all the major tests to test like heart, veins, all that stuff, and nothing. They they couldn't find anything. Yeah, they would find it in the blood. They find everything in your blood. Yeah, because they find all my things in my blood. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you have a Honda in your blood. Yeah, how'd that get in there? I'd be Honda. <laughs> yeah, so it's. Like I said, I, I hope the hell this is a work. Um, 
because, like I said, they they played it on NXT really close to the chest. So even uh, even the announcers, I forgot his name because Vic Joseph was like Booker T. Have you been in contact with Roxanne's parents? Is everybody like it's already well known? Booker T trained Roxanne. Yep. Like she came out of Booker from T stuff. School. So yep. from his school. So it's whew. and like there's she hasn't posted anything. You know, there's not much really going on. So again, if this is a work, they got us. They got me. They got me too. Yeah, yeah if this is the work, they, they got me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, they got me. So we'll have updates on whenever there are anything to update on. But she got dismissed from a hospital. She's at home resting. And we'll see what happens. Again, only as of this recording, 17 days till WrestleMania, night one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's heating up. Uh, for Also, I guess we bitched enough and it finally happened. Rey Mysterio's in the Hall of Fame. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> Thank God. It took him long enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's still wrestling, though. He is still wrestling. I mean, it's happened before. Sting got in. Uh, who else was in the hall? And they wrestled. Ric Flair got in the night before. That's, it. That's pretty much it. Well, Batista, I guess. No, no actually, my fault. Batista. Sting retired at during retired during his Hall of Fame speech. Fucking bastard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Loser. Loser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know, I mean. I totally forgot Trish was retired. Tris is like on and off. Like I forgot Charlotte technically retired her. I was like, oh yeah. She's like, I just, when she was on Raw the other day, she's like, I could be unretired. I'm retired real quick. Yeah. She says it all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with it. She, Trish still looks like she can go. She still looks like a million bucks. Her TikTok is fucking hilarious. I heard Virgil's also in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Please no. That could, that could just be a rip, though. <laughs> I think that is a rip. It's a rip. But I, I can think of somebody who's more unanimously loved than Rey Mysterio throughout his entire career. Oh, Vince right? McMahon. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but no, Ray is, is a great choice. It's in California. He's billed from San Diego. Is there a dog angle? Oh, yeah, Dominic came out and bashed him twice. I know, but we'll I mean, talk about that. I mean, during the speech. Oh, does Dom, everybody wants Dom to pull like a Kanye on Taylor Swift? Dude, I mean, <laughs> it would be a great work. And obviously, Ray would, <laughs> Ray would okay it. I don't think Ray would have a problem with it. Yeah. But that would be so fucking wild, dude. Like, you're, Ray's going to headline the Hall of Fame, giving his speech, and then somewhere in, in along the line, Dom just attacks him. Which would be weird because we've had real attacks at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, God, he wasn't going <laughs> speaking either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I I don't know if they want to go that go that go that angle. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because I mean Ray loves the business, but I would want Ray to have a moment to really reflect and talk about his career. Yeah. Like, Which I, I think it's something I that he deserves. I don't, I don't watch the hall of fame anymore. Cause it's so goddamn long. Um, but I agree. I, yeah. I would not want that moment taken away from anybody. Yeah. Especially like, even, somebody like Ray. Ray's even, been through a lot of shit. Even if it's your kid, Ray, Ray killed the guy in the ring. Not really, but the guy died while Ray was in the ring with him. Yeah. So yeah, He's, I would I would totally want to give him his time to speak. I mean, if it was at the way end, like when the confetti comes down, I think that'd be really cool. Would like Dom attacks him after? I think I think that's I think that's why when you kill two birds with one stone. I mean, if you want the heat, heat like right when he opens his mouth, he goes, "Hello, boom." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he say a word. 
Yeah, I, I mean, but also like I wouldn't want Ray to get this for just because look at look at all look at all stuff he went through when Eddie died. He won. He won a rumble in the title. What do you mean? Great. I mean, but yeah, but like he still <laughs> held he held all that weight. You know, all of that emotional weight that he had to carry with him, and he still carries it with him for a little, for you know, it's a little bit easier. Um, but I, I think he would want that moment. I really hope they. Let, I really hope AEW lets Vicky Guerrero show up because I feel like she would be a great person to, if not induct Ray, which I think would be really cool. Um, but at least have her in the crowd. I hope. I hope Vicky's there. I hope Chavo's there. I know. Last I do week too. I, yeah. I, I like last week. I buried Chavo pretty good. But I, mean, I, <laughs> Chavo. I met yeah. Chavo. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. I probably. I think I have his PayPal. <laughs> I, I think it would be really interesting if Chavo inducted inducted Ray too. Chavo, I think that Chavo cool. would make sense, right? Yeah. Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie's nephew. Yeah. Either Chavo, Chavo or Vicky. Yeah. Like I said, if Vicky is a, if Tony Khan doesn't be an asshole and allows Vicky to show up for the you know for the fucking uh, for the Hall of Fame, because I think that'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd be very cool. That'd be cool. I mean, there's there's somewhat of a working relationship. Paige, well, she probably did it before she showed up at AEW. But Paige is getting a uh, getting an A and E biography this week. Well, that was definitely filmed and recorded before. Before she, yeah, yeah a thousand percent. That was recorded <laughs> and like a year ago. Yeah, it's uh, what is it? I think this week is Jerry the King Lawler and Paige. They're like, they're like, hey man, the money, the marketing money was already paid for. Might as well just fucking air it. Wow, Taekwon says, "Hear me out." Psychosis and Ducks Ray. Number one, Psychosis was amazing in WCW back in the day. I love Psychosis. Psychosis and La Parka were my shit. I mean, if, Lepar- D- if Dean Malenko was like on his deathbed, I'd say Dean Malenko. <laughs> no one wants to hear Dean speak. I would. I love Dean Malenko. Although he's, he's, he's a great mind, but he's a terrible <laughs> Off, speaker. Yeah, you're right, terrible on the mic. He's a terrible speaker. I'd rather have um, uh, fuck, I forgot his name. I'll figure it out. Yeah, Billy Kidman. Kidman could be also be an option as well. Uh, Apparently, <laughs> no, Billy Kidman. Seven year itch, Billy Kidman. Remember, he changed the shooting star press. Name the shooting star press like five different times in like five different years. He was in WCW. He changed it all the time. But apparently, from what I've heard, Kidman is hysterical when he's calling a match. I bet. When he's in, like, the ear of, like, the rapper. Apparently, he's is fucking he, isn't hysterical. Isn't he married to Stacey Keebler? Is that Kidman? That's not Kidman, no. I don't think that's Kidman. If he is, upgrade for Kidman. Good for him. Yeah, who's, like, who, like, <laughs> married one of those, like, oh four divas who was, like, the hardest, like, a Stacey Keebler or someone, and they she just married, like, a ditz. Like, no, like, like, Keebler was dating Keebler was dating Clooney for a minute. God damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you oh, seen Stacey Keebler? Yeah, he's a Tory. Oh, Tory, Tory, Tory date. Tory's married to Kidman. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, roll tight on that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, how'd that happen? Top <laughs> <laughs> eight inches, so. Ayo. <laughs> All right. I uh, Batista. Batista's uh, single. No, I mean, uh, I know Batista was like gonna fuck Dana Brooke for a hot second. I meant to induct Rey Mysterio. I can see about that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I can they see were that. Champs. Yeah. Also, we we're two for two in our predictions for last week at the Hallway because just announced today on WWE's The Bump uh, by Ric Flair himself. Woo! The Great Muta is a now is now the second member of the 2023 class. 
of the WWE Hall of Fame. Again, another well-deserved uh, person. He is wow, a... congratulations! He is an absolute legend of wrestling. He never stepped foot in WWE, but he's one of those people who he was so big that he didn't have to, and everybody respects him. Yeah, it's a legend. He's a legend. He's an yeah. absolute legend. You know, he's been everywhere except WWE. Yeah, he was actually part of NWO Japan. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> NWO Japan. I remember the first time I saw Muda, it was like 2011 in TNA. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he looked old back then. Yeah. And if you actually look really closely at our WrestleAddict Radio logo, it is designed based off of a mask that the great Muta used to wear. Is it really? Look at it. Oh. Yeah. You, you never knew that? I thought it was just rip off of Lucha Underground. No, it's a rip off of Great Muda. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Is that supposed to be a Fu Manchu? No, no. It, it just it's just the lines from his mask. You ever look at if you look at some of the masks that he wore in like his later days, it's that's what it's the mask is based off of. Cool. Yeah. So congratulations to Great Muda. He should have an interesting speech. Rey Mysterio is gonna have the headlining speech. I don't know who else is gonna be named, but it's gonna be like a sprint now for people to get into the Hall of Fame. Gonna be an absolute sprinter. Maybe that was by design. You know, which is cool. But I, I do enjoy it. Uh, but it seems to be things. So congratulations to Ray Mysterio. Congratulations to the great Muta. Moving on uh to some other weird news. Where the fuck is Bray Wyatt? There's been and I know you probably haven't heard any of this well. I have actually. I heard the rumors. Oh, you have okay. I heard rumors. I heard I heard the melters and the satins. <laughs> yeah, so there's rumors. The, the official statement that we're getting from Fightful and Sean Ross is that he is dealing with an undisclosed injury, and he may or may not be expected to show up for his match against Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. That match is yet to be actually confirmed at Mania. The other prevailing rumor is he's gotten some um, disagreements with creative and has walked out and walked out. Uh, well, that was fast. And that show up, you know, and... Uh, other things, other people are saying maybe it's he's not does a physical injury. Maybe it's something he's dealing with mentally. We don't know, but all we know is that Bray Wyatt hasn't been on TV, uh, and it, the, the details around him not being on TV or pushing this angle with Lashley are could go all over the place. What we do know is that he was not buried on TV by the announce team, which is a great which is a great thing to see. Um, it's a good start. Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> it's a good start to have. Josh makes uh, me think he didn't walk out. <laughs> potentially, but who who knows? Um, and I I don't know what you do from here. Like even if he does come back, like I said, we have we are seventeen days from WrestleMania Night One. Do you even try to put on this match with Lashley? Granted, Lashley deserves a WrestleMania match. Uh, yeah, dude, get your fucking yeah. ass in the ring. Like, what? What? what's the problem now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. If it is an actual injury, it's just a lagging injury, get your ass in there. If you can go, go. Like, yeah. if you're having a mental issue, it's like, well, what now? What What could you possibly need now, right? Like, Vince is gone, man. He was your biggest problem. You got the freedom of freedom is all we know. It's like, dude, if this is still an issue, it's like, just, just don't come back next time. Go get your help, and then just don't come back. Maybe, I, who knows what it is. He also has, like, what I think he has, like, six or seven kids. Yeah, I don't want to judge. Jojo. I don't, don't want to judge because we don't know like, if it's mental issue or what it is. We don't know what it is. Yeah. But it's just, like, again, again. It's like, bro, you know you paid millions of dollars to be on TV, right? Like, you so got Fred's your fat saying, contract. 
Fred's just saying he has an apparent illness too, and it's kicking his ass. What? But what is the illness that is kicking his ass? Like, what? What is it? He's like, is it COVID. something on him? COVID, fine. If he has COVID, sure, cool, whatever. You know what we need? We need clarity. Yeah, we need clarity. Yeah, and I think WWE does a poor job at this, uh, as compared to AW. AW is a little bit more transparent yeah. with w, with the with their injuries and stuff like that. But I think it would benefit. WWE to um, to be more transparent when when some of their performers are out with an injury and stuff, and not always stick to kayfabe. Because listen, it's like how is we he already injured, though. It's like how can you be injured if you're not wrestling? Who knows? Maybe he's on. Maybe he's working on houses. But here's here's the thing. The the reason I say that is that listen, in this day and age of of wrestling and sports entertainment, everybody knows that this is all for show. You know, you can take the veil down a little bit. You can, you know, you can drop the curtain a little bit and say, hey, this person's injured. Here's the injury report. Like, they're not showing it. They're not going to show up. This is right. Like, we all know we all know what's going on. So you don't have to always be like, ooh, where are they? Where have they gone? They're not on TV. Like, you can say, like, hey, this person's not here. You know, that, that's kind of my thoughts on it. You just say it. Like, you don't have to say, like, he's, he, you don't have to, like, if it's something like Riddle, who's clearly doing, like, drug rehab because he's violating the policy, I would be a little bit wary about what you I, I'd, be, I'd, I'd yeah. PR that up. Yeah, you PR that up. But, but if you, he's, you if, can't just if, be like, physical. hey, we're just not going to tell you. I mean, I guess you can, right? Who the fuck are we? I mean, you can't. Right? You, you, you don't have to. Talking yeah. On our podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's weird, though, because if I'm Bobby Lashley, I'm like, dude, I was in a fucking program with Brock Lesnar, and now what? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'd be backstage at Kraken Skulls. Yeah, because, in, in, and also, and I think it's me and Will's both opinion, they stopped but Lashley and Brock way too early. Well, they, That should have gone to Mania. It should have gone to Mania. Like, we're going to talk about the Hell in a Cell in a little bit, but I would prefer them in a Hell in a Cell, to be honest, even though Edge and Balor's the way better match. Oh, yeah. Um, we are going to talk about that. But I do think Brock and Bobby should have been at Lesnar, but they're saving it for a main event by King and Queen of the Ring, which is whatever. That's fine. 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 Ooh, Fretzelmania has, yes. has a good alternative, Bobby versus LA Knight. I'd actually like to see that. I'd like to see, I, honestly, I want that more than Bray. I am so fucking over Bray Wyatt. Like, I don't care who the fuck Uncle Howdy is. It's I, about Dallas. I don't, I don't care about your silly promo packages and the muscle man dance and the... Just saying weird things for the sake of weighing, saying weird things that don't actually mean anything or tell a story. It's mm-hmm. Like, dude, just what? What is it now? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is it now? I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on this Bray thing, but who knows what's going I to happen? Really bad, I really feel really bad for Bobby. You know what sucks too, because Bray got a. Um, Bray got an amazing moment at Raw 30 the with The Undertaker. Yeah. Yes, sure. I mean, everybody wants to do a segment with Taker, and Bray got that segment with Taker. And what are you doing with that? Yeah, he got American Badass. You, he's just like, hey, 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 you got Well, The Undertaker's never, we're never getting I mythical know, Undertaker again. again. So, yeah, like, yeah, the American Badass passed the torch to Bray Wyatt. What if Bray Wyatt just came out in like a tricycle? <laughs> <laughs> like they set up the Firefly Funhouse and he comes out in a strike. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. Undertaker would be pissed, but that would be great. He's a guy, he is a torch guy. He's a little, <laughs> little Bray <birthday> candle. <laughs> that, that's a great Bray. I love when Bray's just, like, ironically funny Bray Wyatt. I like when Bray Wyatt's actually doing something that makes sense. 
Yeah, the thing what we we what we've gotten since Brave Return is that we didn't get a payoff. We don't have a payoff. That's the issue. She, and Bliss and Bliss isn't going to be back for a while too. Yeah, what's up with her? I think she's just taking time off. I think she's just taking time off. She's the, just like, hey man, I don't want to do this fucking story again and ruin my career again. I'm just gonna take some time mm-hmm. off until Bray Wyatt just implodes. I think it's I think it's a matter of they were gonna. I I'm like I don't know. I have no credible source or information this is just me kind of just thinking off the top of my head i think she was going to be tied into the bray story which would have made sense if they were building some sort of demonic family which would have been cool um but yeah it could have been cool um but the fact that there is a stalin creative and now you're kind of just walking limbo i could see bliss being like okay i see where this is going the women's division doesn't really need me right now. You don't have a women's mid-card title for me to even fight for or even to pass my time. Let me take some time off, and when you guys figure it out, call me. She's like, I'm newly married. I could I could use some eight inches of my own. Exactly. You know. The, call it a day. And I don't, I don't, I, and if, and if that is the route she took, I don't blame her. I would do that. I would take that same route. Like, I'm out. Yeah. Dude, get me the fuck out. I don't care if I miss WrestleMania payday. My husband's rich. Yeah, he's a weirdo too. <laughs> he's a little weirdo, but whatever, it works for them. Uh, he's a little little pop star singing guy. He's a small Lives little man too. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're gonna keep our eye on this Bray yeah, Wyatt thing. You think how many people you think would hurt if uh, people found out that Undertaker most likely voted for Trump twice? I thought it was plainly obvious that he was that he leaned that way. It is, but like it's not like known. You know what I mean? Like, what if he has come out and said it? <laughs> like, Have you seen? <laughs> like, how much do you think it would hurt the internet? He's like, yeah, I voted for him twice. Like, casually, like, he's not coming out as blue. He's not coming out as MAGA. He's not like at a rally or anything. He's, he's casually said like at a hot ones interview. Yeah, I voted for him twice. And then like takes a bite of a massively spicy like wing. Yeah. <laughs> like, how hurt would the internet be? Uh, there'd be a good section of the internet that'd be hurt. But I'd for us, I'd be like, "What did you like? Always. What did you expect?" Have yeah, you, right. He's a, he's a he's a gunslinger from Texas. Like, come on. Have now. you seen the property in his documentary? Like that screams. He's kind yeah. of a yeah. He probably loves Ted Cruz too. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Sad. Ted oh Cruz. God. Oh goodness. All right, let's move on uh, to. Something not so mysterious, uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whichever you want to call him, because they're pretty much the same person, uh, cut a little bit of a promo last week on AEW uh, after his match to MJF, which he lost in overtime in an Ironman match, which people are lauding as one of the best matches in AEW history. People doesn't mean it was okay, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, so people name Daniel Bryan was on the floor, clearly in shambles after his um, after his match with with MJF, uh, hair down and everything, saying that he was so ashamed that he tapped out the MJF and that maybe it's time for him to quote-unquote go home. So, and then he walked off camera. Oh, he means he's going back to WWE. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> so my, my question to you is, well, is Daniel Bryan officially done-done? And was this is this the beginning of Daniel Bryan's swan song? That's a great question. Um... I think he has one more WWE run in him, but I don't know what he's under contract for, mm. but I don't see him backing out of a contract. I see him being a man of his word because that's just his track record. Yeah. So even if it is his swan song, it, it, it depends how much time is left on his contract. And like, unless he finishes out his contract as like a backstage role and is left on camera, I don't see him leaving AEW until his contract is up. 
And if that's the end of his career, I would be pretty shocked. I think he has one more small run in WWE. I would agree. I think he has one more small run in uh, Jericho too. By and, yeah, I mean we're looking at AEW is going on what year four, year year four at this point now, right? Yeah, it'll be uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, year four. Yeah, those contract those contracts are coming to a close. A lot of those original contracts are are winding down now. So there's a lot of negotiations that are going going. Um, yeah, but Tony Khan head. is like, I need more cocaine for this. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of those contracts that are going to be uh, going to be up for renewal or not up for renewal. Um, and I and I I agree with you with he probably has another run. Him and Jericho. Um, I think Jericho should at least do one more run before he goes into the WWE Hall of Fame. The same with Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. You know, I think they they both deserve a little bit of a of a swan song. Yeah. Um, like Edge is getting Edge is not Edge will not be around next year. You don't think so? You think I, Edge is almost done? I think Edge is almost done too. Yeah, I think Edge is almost done. Edge is already in the Hall of Fame because we never thought he was going to come back. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was it's just a Edge just got lucky. Uh, but I think Brian Danson I think probably has little one more go before him and, and Chris Jericho too, before we go into the Hall of Fame. Well, I think it all comes down to Edge's list, right? The list of people he wants to work with. Yeah. You know, he worked He worked with AJ, right? Yes, he did. He did a that, that Yeah, that was WrestleMania last year. And then yeah. that uh, was a shitty ending because that led to the form of Judgment Day, which he got kicked out of in like a month. Yeah, that oh, that is what happens. Because he had is, creative, he had creative differences, and yeah. he was like, "Fuck it, I'm out." That is, that is, that is what happens. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, who else? It depends who else is on his list um, of people he'd want to work with in the company. And on that list, is he holding out for Christian to come back and do Edge and Christian one more time? Edge and Christian would be dope. I think if they used to the Edge and Christian show on Raw, like every few weeks. Yeah, and like and it's had a had a food with like the Usos or something. I think that'd be really cool. Have you ever seen? Did you ever watch when the network first came out? Uh, Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness. Yeah, that's what I was, what I was talking about the Edge and Christian show. Oh yeah, that show was, was so funny. It was really remember they, remember they had Tommy Dreamer in like yeah. in, 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 like interrogation with a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Edge and Christian are so good at sketch comedy. It's really. It's really amazing. They have great chemistry. I mean, they're best friends. So they, they yeah. have really good chemistry together, really good timing. I wouldn't mind seeing one more Edge and Christian run. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah. Have, have them win the titles one more time, but I don't know what, what's up with Christian's contract. Um, he's, well, he's done with Jungle Boy. Finally. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, again, up to Edge, up to Dan O'Brien. If they want to wrestle, someone will have them wrestle. Is this the end? You know, we never know until they tell us. But, I, again, I don't see Daniel Bryan leaving before his contract ends. So. Yeah, I don't know. Bryan's a man of his word. He will always, you know, f- finish out his contract. Got to respect the man. That's yeah, he, sure. he's, he's one of those, you know, yeah. Bryan will always finish out his contract. And he'll leave on good terms, which is good. Which is good. But it, I think he might be on the way up because also, guess what happened? The Bella twins, Brie Bella, who was married to Daniel <laughs> I Bryan. I didn't hear about this. I was like, wait. The, I was just like, wait. Who cares? <laughs> the Bella twins apparently are officially leaving WWE because apparently, well, they are probably under a Legends contract. Yeah. So they are officially leaving WWE. They are no longer going to go by the Bella Twins. They are now going to be known as the Garcia Twins. Garcia is one of their last names. 
it's like Garcia Colas or something like that. It's like a hyphenated last name where they're maiden names because they are both married now. Uh, but they're going to go by the Garcia twins. And from a PR standpoint, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, talk about betting on yourself, ladies. Like, good luck. Good luck. You still have rant. He'll, he'll buy anything you guys do, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's, it's like, you know, when, like, Elon bought Twitter and everyone announced they were leaving Twitter and it was just, like, cool, just, just don't let the door hit you on the way out? Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like, why are you announcing you're leaving? Just just leave, right? Well, I guess there's, I, it was, they were, they were trying to make a statement out of it from a PR standpoint. Yeah, because but... they're like, hey, pay attention to us. And people are just like, oh, I didn't even know you were still at the company. <laughs> yeah, it surprised me too. I was like, I, I get I get the Legends contract, but like, it wouldn't kill, it was like, I don't know. The Bella Twins sound so much better than the Garcia Twins. I get they want to like own, own their names and stuff like that, but... The Bella Twins got them really far. <laughs> yeah, a lot the of Bella stuff. Twins needed need WWE. <laughs> like, I really do think they need WWE. Like, and at least Nikki could have just rolled off John Cena. Can't do that anymore. So, no, she, I'm, well, she yeah, she married her her partner from Dancer with the Stars, Artem, and had a baby with them too. Maybe well, that might make it a little bit of fame, a little bit something. But I mean, they, I, I think they have a brand. Like, unless. Well, let me, let me be clear. They have, they, a, they, they have a bit of a brand. I think a lot of the brand was was being assisted. I mean, they did some stuff in Rome, but a lot of their stuff was with the help of WWE, I feel like. Right, but if they have those partnerships set up, and when it comes to media, I think their time in media is probably done. Right. Okay. But, like, if they have a brand, like, you know, like, Rihanna has her, had a clothing brand. She also has a very successful makeup line, too. That, that's what I mean. So if the Bella Twins have these brands already set up in their name... Mm-hmm. You know, they can just probably be more famous and make more money off camera and off the public eye and more like, hey, we just we, we just run this brand now. We're running these companies. We're running these businesses. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, 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 then I could see them being good at that, right? Yeah, because I mean, they, they have if, some if it's stuff already out. established, I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure I mean, they're rich. I'm sure an accountant was like, hey, here's, here's what could happen. Here's what your money looks like. And then again, rich people were really stupid, and they went banks into the ground. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, good luck to them. I'm going to miss calling them the Bella Twins. I'm probably going to still call I'm them the Bella Twins. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, But this also leads to me to think that maybe Daniel Bryan or Brian Danson is on his way out. Yeah. As well. Well, they yeah. no, they, Bella Twins have no heat with AEW. They have heat with WWE. I'm not saying that there's because heat. Reasons. I don't. I'm not saying that there's heat. I'm just saying like if Bree's trying to leave like the wrestling world, what's stopping Brian from leaving the wrestling world besides his own damn stubbornness? Well, it didn't work the first time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. We're all like Brian. You have to retire. Oh, I'm gonna be okay. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> all right. How about you just go fuck yourself? <laughs> 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 You take Birdo and get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How are there, there's? I'm surprised there hasn't been like any sketch comedy or any like TikTok videos about Brigog and Bree mode at the most inopportune times. Oh, because that this, is, this is a running joke on the show. They have it when it, when she's when she's on top of Daniel Bryan. No, but like, but like on like on like an actual content like YouTube or like TikTok. I'm like, how come somebody hasn't made skits for this? Because I feel like it would be absolutely fucking hysterical. Oh, let's get that AI chatbot to do it. <laughs> I hope they can get the Bell Twins voice down. One of, them, one of them should be too hard. Hey, John. <laughs> Maurice. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maurice is also underrated in comedy as well. Agreed. And Maurice yeah. needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Maurice I think, on I the think she should go in this year. Yeah, Maurice, Maurice is also underrated for her career uh, for her career achievements. Yeah. So apparently, according to Mr. Fretz, a little bit of breaking news. Taya Valkyrie has showed up on AEW and has confronted Jade Cargill. Jade's still beating Taya Valkyrie. It's fine. Uh, but moving on, yeah. Oh, but I'm okay. funny sounder for that. Sorry. The, the, undefeated, the undefeated Jade train is going to keep rolling because she's money at this point. Uh, but moving on to more WrestleMania matches being booked. Uh, we are getting Hell in the Cell, and I really hope it's not the red Hell in the Cell. Oh, it is. You know it is. It's probably going to be that you shitty. You already know. Although Triple H is back, so maybe not. <laughs> it's it's going to be that shitty red Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I, hope, I, hope, I, hope it's, I hope it's blue. Like, remember the old blue cage from the 90s? <laughs> yeah. I hope it's just that red Hell in a Cell. With the giant, it's like just square pieces. Yeah. You know, you know, why, they, you know why they changed that? You, okay, first off, do you know the last time I used that cage? The blue cage? Yes, the very last time they used the cage. So wait, like the blue cage, not not the black cage. The, they're... the, the blue uh, blue slash no, sorry, blue slash black. Like, okay, so that style of that cage. That style of cage, like the like the like 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 nineteen eighties, early nineties cage. Was it do, was 90s. it was it the match after the big show yes. debuted? <laughs> yes, the last time they used that cage was Austin versus Vince. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Massacre. Vince was like, this cage hurts. Let's change it. (laughs) (laughs) Vince was like, this is what this feels like? Uh Uh-uh, pal. We're we're changing this so fast. Yeah, Vince, it's called a steel cage. You had to make it out of steel. (laughs) Not iron. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess in like Austin whipping his ass for like 20 minutes across the Yeah, Vince was like, oh, goddamn, can't see what just hurts. (laughs) <laughs> <Wasn't me. laughs> We've had a broken skull sessions in a while. It's good. He's definitely going to have some. He needs some, dude. They're really good. Yeah, yeah Finn Bella so- Edge. Okay. This is my point earlier. This is going to be the better match to watch. That being yes. said, I still wish it was Bobby and Brock in the cage. Bobby and Brock deserves the fight pit. True. It is LA. Like if if they were gonna do this in a cage and they they need a gimmick match for Bobby and Brock, I I, I'm I'm just understanding more why they pushed it off Mania. Okay, I get that because you don't want to be too gimmicky out of Mania. You still want to have your your matches. You don't have two steel cage matches. Yeah, you get one cage, one cage match. Yeah, one cage match per show, please. Yeah, of any kind. It is two nights. So if if they had to choose between Hell in a Cell with Brock and Bobby and then these two. It makes more sense booking wise to give it to these two because this is one, this is the week of feud. It's the better match, and Finn Balor needs a massive win. Yeah, we're getting, we're, we're definitely getting, this is a Demon Finn, this is a Demon Finn warning. This is definitely Demon Finn versus Brood Edge. That's going to happen. So it also, that also makes sense. I mean, you are sacrificing two shitty matches. One of them might not, might not even happen for yeah. it. Yeah. But then again, Brock's forever over, and Bobby is, has been in a very good place for the past year or so. Brock Lesnar's just, Brock Lesnar's just having the time of his life. I love it. So it's really funny. Mick Foley came out and talked and was going to give advice to Finn Balor at Hell in a Cell. So he said, he said, Finn Balor, here's your, here's my advice for Hell in a Cell. Study all the past Hell in a Cell matches and don't do anything that you see. Interesting. <laughs> uh, don't pin your opponent. <laughs> that counts as every, anything. <laughs> don't throw punches. <laughs> no ref bumps, especially no ref bumps. Yeah, right. Put the chair down, Finn. Oh, Rest in peace, Tim. Can't hit that either. Shut up. Rest in peace, Tim White. <laughs> Very bad advice there, Mr. Foley. 
Well, you know, well, you ever you heard the story about what Mick says about Hell in a Cell, about how he uh, he lied about going up there. Yeah, he lied. Terry Funk <laughs> gave him the idea. He's like, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. It's like, have you been up there? Yeah, I've been up there. And it goes, if I would have told the truth, we would have never been up there. You never would have been up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that, is prob- that is probably the most infamous match in all of wrestling history. Oh, it's, I tell you, I say this all the time. It's a calling card of mine. Whenever someone wants to watch wrestling matches, never seen wrestling, I got just the match. <laughs> I know exactly where it is in the time card, too. <laughs> Show steal uh, spot, baby. <laughs> that was a king of the ring, dude. <laughs> Show stopper. That was a king of the ring pay-per-view. <laughs> At the Igloo in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Triple H won that no one remembers. No one cared. I, I didn't know any of her matches on the card. Uh, First Blood, Austin and Kane, which Mick Foley had a, and Taker had a run in for. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Later that night, the main event, Mick Foley comes out with the chair and eats a stunner. Wow. <laughs> Taker comes out too, and I think eats a chair shot. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Fucking wild. I'm, if they bring back if they bring back the gray hell in a cell, I'll be really happy. They have to, that. man. That red one, it's just so hard to see through. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. So we'll we'll see what happens with this. Uh moving on. Brock and Omos got into the ring uh, on Raw, and I'm actually really excited for this now. God, this picture looks so ridiculous. Here's the thing. You have to see them when they're standing right next to each other. Omos is every bit of 7'3 and makes Brock look like a fucking child. I believe that. You know, and also Omos palmed Brock's head and threw him out the ring. Which is also very scary. What's very interesting about this and this moment, and this is something that should tip you up about how sleeper good this match will be. Brock was selling for Omos. Oh, that is fair. I, I mean, yeah. So yeah. Brock had the choice between Omos and Bray, and he's like, "Oh yeah, give me the big guy. Give me the big, <laughs> big black bastard." Well, I mean, look. If you look at Brock's, if you look back in back in the time, like look at the Royal Rumble. When he like when he was when he knocked out the first half of the uh, mm-hmm. of the card, do you remember how excited he got when Keith Lee showed up? Yeah, I do. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, he's big, yeah, big hoss." <laughs> I mean, to, no, to your point yeah. though, this is I actually do agree with you. That's a very good point. It, yeah. it is a sleeper match because if Brock wants to make this match good, he'll make it good. And Brock will make and Brock will will help make this this guy. And, and the fact that Brock is selling for him during this during this little segment means that Brock, I think, believes in this match, which is a great sign. I think Brock buries the fuck out of him, though. <laughs> really? Yeah. It is. I, I don't know. Almost, wh- why, I think Brock why wins. have almost win. I think Brock wins, but barely. I, mean, I think that's how they both win. I mean, Brock is going into a uh, still going into a match with Bobby Lashley, so mm-hmm. give him the W. And Omos hasn't won a match of relevance since. I, I this is one of those things where I think Omos wins in a loss if he can just seem formidable to Brock. And this is all going to be this whole match is going to really depend on yeah. <laughs> this whole match is really going to depend on how well Brock sells. Because if Brock sells, it becomes a really, really interesting match. Like, for instance, look when Brock went up against AJ Styles. Yeah. And, he made, and AJ Styles was already a made man in all of pro wrestling. But that match, 
that match was unbelievable based on solely the fact that Brock was selling his ass off. Brock made you believe. Yeah, he Brock made you believe. When when AJ hit that calf hit that calf crusher on Brock, I was like, holy shit, he's gonna make Brock tap out. I would I was totally sold. And the phenomenal forearm right into the F five. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's Brock fucking Lesnar. I just want uh, Brock to hit an RKO. That's all I I just wanna see I just want Brock Lesnar to hit an RKO on someone just once. <laughs> I don't know. Or have like confetti pop out of her head like a halo like Halo headshot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Headshot. <laughs> Double kill. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really amazing. So I'm 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 interested in this now after looking at that segment. Uh moving on, Dominic has said some shit to Ray since getting into the Hall of Fame. He's like, you don't deserve it. You're a deadbeat. Dom have one of the had a great privileged rich kid line. He's like, you didn't even you got me a Mercedes Benz for my birthday. <laughs> it wasn't even a B. He goes, you didn't get me a Beamer. It wasn't even the M3. <laughs> You fucking yeah, people asshole. are like, what the fuck is he fuck talking is about? What is the <laughs> Yeah, he, he said on SmackDown, I should have been born Eddie's kid. Well, he was. <laughs> he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, we had a match over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and this is every time Ray has come out, because Ray came out on Raw, Ray came out on SmackDown, obviously to get some of his acknowledgement for being the Hall of Fame headliner, and Dom always interrupts him before Ray can get a word out. Mm. I love it. And the best part of it is Ray will not hit his own flesh and blood, which is very Undertaker and Kane vibes. Mm. But he has yet to lay a hand on Dominic. When is this match get announced? It's got to be for the next two weeks. So, like, Dom's got to bring out his sister or his mother, right, and start smacking one of them around, or threaten. Angie will beat his ass. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Aaliyah. I'm gonna feed her the priest. Oh my god! <laughs> and if he just goes, Dad. I'm going to send that bitch to communion. <laughs> I think we all get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think this leads, which would not be a surprise to anybody at this point in time. In my thing, I think Dom, cha- well, Dom has already challenged Ray to WrestleMania. Ray has said, no, something's got to change. And I think Dom, I think it's a, it's, I think Dom challenges Ray and Ray puts his career on the line. This could be a surprise Ray retirement match. It could be. I was thinking that too, but like, how do you get there? How do you get from Ray going, I don't want this match to, I'm going to put my career on the line. Like, I don't, uh, I, don't he, I think, like you said, you got to put, you got to get the family involved. I think he has to make some sort of threat to either Angie, his wife, or Aaliyah, the daughter. Down. Loser leaves town could also work because like Ray would be like because like what's what's in it for Ray to put his career on the line if not Dom's career? I like loser leaves. Loser I think leaves, loser, loser leaves town makes more sense. I think loser leaves would be good because therefore Ray can lose. He loses in front of his essentially his hometown mm-hmm. as close as it can be. He gets retired by his son, which is poetic. Like, that sounds like the perfect way to go out. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds perfectly fine to me. He passes the torch to Dom. Dom's already 
doing great work, which surprises the hell out of me <laughs> every single day. He hasn't wrestled, though. That's the only thing. He wrestled on Raw. Oh, that's good for him. Yeah. But listen, it's, it's, it's not even a matter of he's wrestling. He's got his character down right now. Character is down, but sometimes you get the character down and then the bell rings. Or if in Bray Wyatt's case, the bell doesn't get the ring. <laughs> yeah, but I think the fact that he would... The match against the match against his father is going to be a showcase of what he can do. I can't. I, I I can only imagine the amount of times these guys have got into the ring with no cameras around and just went like did, did some crazy shit. Probably. So, again, another this is going to be another great match. This, should, this match should happen on Sunday. Do not do not do this on Saturday. Hey, Fuck it. <laughs> it's either Comain or Show Stealer. Well. Does the Hall of Fame class come out the first night, second night, or both? Both. Uh, they that, did both. In that case, I guess Ray's entrance is just going to be from the Hall of Fame. He comes out in his gear. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it had to be night two. It had to be night it, two. I think, I think, I think Ray night deserves one, like night Dom two. Night one, Dominic Axum when he's on the stage. There you go. There oh. you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You know what they got to do? They got to do a dart. Off, off the big LEDs like like Kevin Nash did. It depends on how that stage is set up because again, one of the biggest things is what is the WrestleMania stage going to look like, yeah. and they and they got a lot to play with in that stadium. Yeah, they do. They got a lot to play with in that stadium. It's going to be very exciting to see that stage design. Uh, moving on. All right. So who do you got here? This is actually going to be uh, one of our questions and or our polls on our on our show in uh, Spotify. If you check it out. So it was a fatal five way for the IC title, and Drew and Sheamus got the victory simultaneously. God damn it! And so <laughs> <laughs> this is just to waste time, clearly, um, because you got to lead up to this. And so there is going to be a singles match: Drew versus Sheamus on SmackDown. The winner faces Gunther at WrestleMania. Who do you want to win to face Gunther at WrestleMania? I don't know, but I'll tell you who loses. Um, I think it's going to be triple threat, by the way. But I'll tell you who loses right now. It's Gunther. Um, Gunther hmm. you think, so you think so your physical thing is going to be a triple threat at Mania? Yes, but Gunther is not, in, not involved in his own feud at WrestleMania. He's just not the focus right now. It's like... Dude, we're two weeks out, and like, what's Gunther doing? So in in the um, in the segment after this after this double victory, I was like, "Fucking Christ, guys!" Uh, Gunther shows up to Adam Pierce's faux office and is like, "Listen, I need a competitor." He's like, "I know." He goes, "I know English isn't my first language, but I need a competitor." Do you see that? No plural, competitor. <laughs> For WrestleMania. I need a storyline. Give me a storyline. I'm not involved in this Drew McIntyre Sheamus storyline. So, I mean, in my opinion, after what the fuck we saw at Clash at the Castle, you better give us the fucking Sheamus. I agree, but then what does Drew do? Drew goes up against Bobby again. I don't fucking know. I mean, like, you, you... both of these guys deserve to be on the card. Just make it a triple threat. That's what I would do. I think it makes I don't, no sense. I don't want the triple threat because I, I was under the notion, especially what you said last week, that Gunther deserves a singles match. He does. But unfortunately, Sheamus deserves a WrestleMania match, and so does Drew. Uh, mm-hmm. The problem is the, the story of the triple threat match is going to be Sheamus and Drew going at each other and Walter getting the win in the back door. Or maybe he just pins both of them. Maybe he does a Roman Reigns and stacks them both. That'd be pretty cool. But like, that's what, that's what I mean. No matter what happens, I think even I think Gunther's going to keep the title at WrestleMania regardless. 
I think he should keep the title WrestleMania. But he's not, like, involved. The story isn't about him or his title. It's between Sheamus and Drew. Which I think that's the reason they're doing this match this week, so you can resolve that story and do a fast build. And, and the I following think, week is the go-home show, which is just WrestleMania uh, SmackDown. This is what leads to me thinking it's going to be Sheamus because there's already a story built where you don't have to start from, start from scratch with, um, with Drew. I mean, to Charles's point, though, Seamus could win and Gunther could just go straight on to Cody. Or Roman. I, I need I need Gunther to have... I mean, Gunther's had some great wins as the IC champ. I don't need him to have more wins as the IC champ. Yeah, I think Gunther's fine as is. I mean... He's been good. He's been, he's been spotlighted great. His Royal Rumble performance against Cody as the final two was fantastic as well. He like he's to put some muscle on, though. It's kind of looks like a rectangle. No, he's perfectly fine. Remember how big he was before? No, he was fat. I said muscle. He lost the weight. Now he has to put on the muscle. He'll he'll get there, but he is still a menacing presence. And those slaps still hurt. Again, relook at Clash of the Castle. He's just, he's just lanky. Flat. Which, is, which by the way, the Clash of the Castle set is also a set in WWE 2K23. That's awesome. It is, and it also looks fantastic, too. The castle's on the top of the uh, of the arena, too. Jesus Christ, how much is this fucking game we buy right now? <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's move on to some AEW news. And just, just got announced before we went live on air. Forbidden Doors back, Will, and it's not in Chicago. Oh, that's plus. Where is it? It's, Tokyo, in, it's Tokyo? in Toronto. It's in Toronto. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, part- it's not even released yet. Coming March 17th. Motherfucker. Well, yeah, if you pre-ordered it, well, March 17th is in two days, Well, I know, but I don't pre-order yeah. things. It's a principle. Whatever. You don't want to get Bad Bunny as your pre-order? No. I but just create Bad Bunny. Go to YouTube and find You can just it. have Bad Bunny already in the game. Yeah, but it costs extra money. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so AEW came out today, like I said before the show, that they're going to do Forbidden Door 2 in Toronto at the Scotia Bank Center, I believe, formerly the American Airlines Arena or whatever it was. No, the Air Canada Center. Sorry, the Air Canada Center. Yeah, yeah, the American Airlines in Canada. Sorry, my fault. Yes, it's the Air Canada Center. The American Airlines Arena is in Dallas. My apologies, all Canadians that are watching and are listening, especially Fretz. Um, So Ah, Jimmy, it's only part of what they're calling the six-show summer Canadian tour, which begins with Forbidden Door 2 in Toronto. Then Wednesday is going to be Dynamite from the first Ontario Centre in Hamilton, Ontario. That next Wednesday is going to be Dynamite and Rampage from the Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. The Wednesday after that, again, is another Dynamite in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, that Friday is going to be Rampage from Regina, Saskatchewan. And then Saturday, July 15th, they finish their six-show Canadian tour, which is going to be known as AEW House Rules, which is a great name for their house shows if they start doing house shows like that. AEW House Rules, which is going to be live in the Saddledome. As part of Canada's iconic annual cultural event, which I did not know this was a thing, called Canadian Stampede in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So apparently Canadian Stampede is not just only an in-your-house. It's an actual thing in Canada. Well, I, I figured. I, I, think, I, I figured Vince would take a name from something Canadian. Like Canadian Stampedes, you know, they, could have had, they could have had something more clever for their pay-per-view, but no, it's an actual thing. Makes sense. Fred, you really got to let me know what this Canadian Stampede thing is all about, or any other can- Canadians that I know. What what the fuck is Canadian Stampede? Like, what is it really? They all Not- fight yeah. to get syrup out of trees. You know, is that, like, how many sharpshooters are used at this Canadian Stampede? Mm. <laughs> no. Is yeah, it like pin the tail on the Brock. 
<laughs> is Lance Storm the serious person like that starts off every day of Canadian Stampede? Be serious from, like, oh, no, 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 no. It's when they all chased Trudeau out of the Capitol because he did blackface like six times. <laughs> to God, says you have an orgy at Tim Hortons. <laughs> Don't you desecrate Timmy Hortons. You have an orgy at <laughs> Tim Hortons. Don't you desecrate Timmy Hortons, to God. That's, that's a great place. Good. That's pretty good, TQ. That's pretty that good. is a great place to go on. Moving on from Videndor. Oh, and one of the quickest reigns ever. Uh, Hobbs cast in his Sonic ring last week on AW Dynamite and beat Wardlow for the TNT title. You so, yeah. Is, is it the TNT or the All-Atlantic Continental one? No, this is the TNT. This is the TNT. Yeah, this one means even less. This is the TNT. This is the one that they, they couldn't figure out the right design for. It's already had like three different designs. That TNT title. It's a TNBST. <laughs> Live yeah. on NBA Thursday title. <laughs> they should have the NBA on TNT title. That should be the next one. Is this Shaq, just... Shaq and Charles Barkley fighting exactly. in the studio? <laughs> Kenny's the ref. <laughs> Ernie Johnson's just trying to hold it together. Larry Bird comes in and he's like, Ugh, and he just leaves. <laughs> that's the next title for that's the next title for AEW. Congratulations to Hobbs. You're doing, they're doing something with you. Uh, here's another interesting thing. So here's what I've discovered after watching uh, their latest uh, Revolution and semi-following this up. Because what you, what I found is that AEW actually has a text transcript of the key moments of all of their dynamites on their website. Interesting. So it is very interesting. Uh, and so it's a good read if you don't want to watch the show. So I'll be doing that a lot more than trying to watch the show. So Paige has turned heel, surprise, surprise, along with Tony Storm and uh, Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot, um, formerly known as Heidi Lovelace when she was an independent talent. And they have formed a faction that's very reminiscent of a prominent faction of the 90s and early 2000s where they are going around beating people up their whole thing is like green and black though they're going around beating people up and spray painting them sound familiar i think japan did it <laughs> yes yes japan <laughs> japan did do it <laughs> Bischoff stole the idea from Japan, brought it over to WCW. Uh, but they're not calling themselves they're not calling themselves the outsiders. They've pretty much been calling themselves the outcast. Not with a K, with a C. Dude, not I, like the- I dude, I really hope this is a rib on Eric Bischoff because Bischoff <laughs> like dunks on AEW and hates Tony Khan's. He gives them so much shit. So if I was Tony Khan, like, you know what? I got an idea. Ladies, bitches, bitch, bitch, come here. Come here. <laughs> Take part in my pettiness, please. Here's $2 million. Go. <laughs> so Ruby Soho is the, is the newest member of the Outcast. Uh, she had an interview with Renee Paquette, formerly known as Renee Young, so uh, in, so in, in the ring. And so... Uh, so here's what Ruby Ruby Soho said. She said this, and I quote, this is from AEW's official website, which again, like I said, has transcripts of their key moments of every Dynamite and Rampage, which is a good read if you don't want to watch the program. Uh, she said, I mean, I think it's obvious. I, I don't think it should come as a surprise to anyone. You all created this monster. Let's run it back real quick, Renee. My first title match was at Grand Slam against Britt Baker. When she beat me, these people were thrilled. Were you thrilled at Grand Slam when, when Britt Baker beat Ruby Soho? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big fan of Brit. <laughs> she then says, so let's fast forward to the semifinals of the Owen Hart Cup when I face Chris Statlander. By the way, where the fuck is Chris Statlander? Isn't she like on Mars with Elon, like making RX2 D2 squared for as his eighth kid? 
Sure. Okay, we'll say that. Anyway, she says, let's fast forward to semifinals of the Owen Hart Cup when I face Chris Statland in the She's semifinals. She's the alien, right? That's her gimmick? She's the alien, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> She's the alien from Long Island. Um, that or her and Johnny Hungy are getting hitched. <laughs> and they're getting, they're getting made out of Tim Hortons. <laughs> She goes, when I faced Chris Statland in the semifinals and I was booed out of the ring, then I was booed against Jamie Hayter, which everybody's going to boo you. It's Jamie Hayter. You can't hate Jamie Hayter. Um, no one in AEW was ever going to appreciate me. That was pretty obvious from the start, Ruby. But I'm the only one. Because well, I'm not the only one. Tony Storm came here and she wasn't appreciated. And everyone begs Saray to come out of retirement. And she goes, and all she goes, and all you fat mouth breathing trolls came out here, came at her at a moment's notice. That's what we do. Um, she says we've been outcast since the day we came to AEW. We can't build on bro- on a broken foundation. That's for sure. We can only start a new broken foundation. Are the entitled rookies in the back? Speaking of entitled rookies, let's bring out my opponent, another homegrown known as Sky Blue. Which meant she went to beat Sky Blue and then they spray painted her. So that's that. That is the story of the outcast at the moment. I don't know, Ruby. Do you ever think the babies weren't that good? She was doing. She well, was be, doing no, well I'm gonna, in I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be fair to her. Uh, yeah, because she can be that good. She can. She, she, had, she can. I think good. she had Ruby a good thing going. Tony Storm is a big enemy and. God damn it, Paige, you're a fucking legend. Um, stick, <laughs> yeah. stick Ruby. Yeah. She's not better than what the rest of the art roster has to offer. So it's not that you okay. weren't given opportunities or, you know, you were overlooked. It's just you weren't as good as the other people who deserve to be on TV more because they're better. I think she has an advantage on the mic. Which make which makes in, her stick in, out. Well, in comparison to in comparison to the in, rest in, of the in roster, in comparison yeah. to the rest of the women's roster, sure. Yeah, because all the I, I think I think green. that is what her only sh- advantage is in comparison. Yeah, her her promos in WWE were bad because because of the way they she was getting better. I think she was. I feel well, like she I, was I, hitting I a stride. I think the creative and like the yeah. like Ruby Ruby's someone who's not good scripted. I think or like over scripted. Mm, okay, I, I see I what think you mean. Ruby would do a lot better with his bullet points and a few sentences and key points he got to hit. Yeah. Right? But, like, I, yeah. I think she's better off the cuff. Like, cause remember she did that promo with Natty and, like, the, Jim Neville was, like, was on, like, the, 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 the table, right? Like, the outline. Oh, yeah, it was, a, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was, like, leaning down and always talking like this because I'm bad. And it just, it just didn't feel real. Like, I, I can mm-hmm. picture this promo as you're reading it. Like her saying it, mm-hmm. like naturally. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember she wasn't in a promos. I remember calling her Twinkle Toes in NXT because she had a, like a triple threat at like Takeover Orlando. I was like, wow, she's really struggling right now. But I did see her like when the Riot Squad was the Riot Squad, and Liv Morgan had the blue the blue tongue all the time. She was the mouthpiece of that faction. They were hitting a stride for a little bit, and then WWE released them all. You know. Yeah, I think I think same thing. In that point in WWE, it's like, listen, they weren't bad. Right? No, they like, weren't. They had potential. It's just there were other people in the roster who were better. They were valued more. They obviously like kept if the live. Riot Squad really wanted to work, send those bitches to TNA. They would have done great on TNA. Mm-hmm. But AEW roster stacked in that point in WWE. I think if the Riot they were Squad also came back really now, they'd probably be a lot better because they're a little more established, especially. 
They established a little bit more seasoned, yeah. Yeah, and I think they they could actually have something to fight for. So I think they'd be probably better in WWE now. I think there could be some room for them, but sometimes you're just not that good. Yeah, well, you're not good enough. I think, I mean, she could have something here. It's going to be hard for them to do stuff. I mean, luckily for them, they have a lot of moving targets to go for because uh, it's one thing, like I said, AEW has over WWE, especially in the women's division, is they have multiple titles to fight for. Yeah. Because I don't count the women's tag. And it's one of those things where it's hard, and I, I always harp back to this at least one or two times a month. Um, it's hard to develop other talent when you don't have a mid-card and everybody's fighting for one major title. That one major title is held by like three or four people consistently. Yes, that is and you're never gonna break one. But and you're never going to break that. But in WWE specifically, problem number two is... I feel like the writing staff doesn't know how to tell stories that don't for women the title for women. Yeah, like they cannot. Like there is no, there is no Edge Finn Balor blood feud in a Hell in a Cell for the women that does not involve a title. I agree. The closest thing it got is Becky and Ronda, but even when we say, even when we as fans mention that match, we always say the words for the title. Yeah, because I was I was gonna say I was like, oh, what about you know, but Naya and Alexa Bliss, but that was also for a title. Yeah, like they just they cannot they don't, and I don't know why that is that that could be all be like, listen, they just need more female writers to kind of you know tell a story from a female's perspective. Which is funny because the the, the I think the most prominent female writer that I knew about or that revealed herself after she got released was the run that wrote the Otis and Mandy love love uh, story, which yeah. is a great story. By which the was, way. which was for a time <laughs> really because he had the he had the he had the money in the bank. It was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, Ooh, my peach. It was, yeah. just, it was just it was it was wrestling just enough stupid. I mean, listen, Otis is doing great right now as the, oh my God. I, um, I saw it. You have, you, I saw did it. You, I saw the you picture. Saw it? I saw the picture and I was like, oh yeah, this is it. This is the Otis we know and love. The best part is that Chad couldn't find him. So he went around all of Raw with missing Otis. That's and then he, funny. <laughs> then they found him doing a photo shoot. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, but yeah, I do agree that I think WWE needs like, more can, female can, can you Can you name one West women's feud? Without the title? Without the title. That was, like, memorable and, like, oh, shit, I really want to see that. The only one that comes to mind, um, and this one still has an asterisk to it, the only one that comes to mind was NXT Charlotte versus Natty, but that still had Rick and Bret Hart involved. And that led to the first title. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, yes, I, I see your point, but the finish line was a surprise. You're getting a title. Yeah. So, like, WWE knew that. We just didn't know that. Yeah, fuck. I totally forgot about that. That is that is, that is is almost <laughs> a really good pick. Yeah. I, I You're right. I don't. I can't really name one off the top of my head. But if you want really good women's feuds, you can name, like, Becky, you know, Sasha Bailey forever. But they, they, a lot of those times they had titles involved. Sasha but Charlotte. Not, all of them yeah. title involved. Title involved. That was title back and forth for like a whole fall. Yeah. You know. Um, so they, just, they just don't have them. And I'm, I'm normally not the yeah. whole diversity person, but second diversity. But in this instance, it's like, yeah, it's it's hard for me to write. It would be hard for me to write for women. I'm kind of a writer. Like it is, it is something hard. Yeah. When it comes to art, I think diversity is very, very important. Yeah, because you know, artists, artists, artists look at differently from different perspectives and different backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I think they need more female writers. 
across the board, even in AEW, across the board, needs to be more females writing for wrestling. And there are. There's there's females who do fan fiction for wrestling. Some of it's a lot of smuts, but some of it is actually. <laughs> Some of it's really good. Almost all of it is smut, and you know what? I'm here for it. I'm glad people like it. I'm glad people like it. I'm glad they write it. (laughs) Like, obviously, it's going to be smut. Like, I expect it to be smut. I don't mean that as a dig. I mean that as, like, duh. (laughs) But some of it is really good. It's still writing. Smut is still writing. You think WWE's on of smut in their time? (laughs) They're playing fucking corpse. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll we'll see what happens with that. I'm, I'll I'll be following this line to see and see how much NWO will go. I really hope they start like making like their own logo that's like NWOS and just start spray painting it on people. I know what they would call themselves, but who knows? Uh, moving on to AW, uh, Ricky Starks has a pretty good feud, which is going to lead to Forbidden Door because Juice Robinson showed up and laid him out. Juice, oh that's Moose. No, that's uh, Moose. Which one? That's Juice. I always I don't know why, dude. I did this with Kenny Omega too. I always think Juice Robinson's black. He is, I think. I think it's mixed. I don't know why, but when I know a name, but I know when I know a wrestler's name from like Japan or the Indies, <laughs> but don't know what they look like. I just assume they kind of look like Kenny King. All right, like, so you, you know, he wasn't always Juice Robinson. He was remember he was and he was an NXT and he was the environmentalist. No, <laughs> what the fuck? That was him. Who? He was him. We met him at uh, in New Orleans really we, quickly. We did. Yeah, it was before he became like essentially the Velveteen Dream of Japan. Um, but what was his name? I or initially when he was in NXT, he's also a member of the Bullet Club. You know that faction that no one cares about anymore after yeah, Kenny. Yeah, no, I know that. I, I know who he is, kind of. I just don't know what he looks like. Oh, he's he's CJ Parker. I just assumed he. Ca- oh, that's who he was. Yeah, and his wife is Tony Storm. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, they got married last year. But yeah, yeah. it's CJ. It's CJ Parker. Okay. Yeah, CJ Parker, he reinvented himself after to get released from NXT, went on to become Juice Robinson, the Velveteen Dream of Japan, essentially. Yes, I just assumed he looked like some version of Kenny King. Well, when you remembered when you remembered seeing him, he had dreads. Yeah, no, can you say CJ Parker? I remember the dreads. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. dreads. So now he's, I think he's a mixed kid. I totally believe he's a mixed kid. But he's a member of Bullet Club because that's apparently still a thing, even though Bullet Club is dead. Um, but he but he is still a prominent name um, on the on the indies. And with Forbidden Door coming up, this is a perfect thing for Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is a fucking star. I'll, I'll put it that way. He is a fucking star. I'm sold on Ricky Starks. So. I, I really am. I mean, William Regal's right for trying to chase him down wherever he went. So, so it is fucking great. Juice Robinson, motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Juice. Come on, give me a break here. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't there a guy in the Jets named Juice? <laughs> no, there's not. No. There's nobody on the Jets named Juice. Yeah, there's no one on the Jets named Juice. Isn't it the the first pick last year? Was it was it Sandwich or something? He had a funny, he had like a nickname. His name's like yeah, Juice it's not Juice. It's not Juice. It's um. Oh, I can see. I can. I uh, sauce. It's sauce. 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 It's Sauce Gardner. Phenom- phenomenal. <laughs> it's excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's Pure Sauce excellence. Gardner. It's Sauce Gardner. He's the one who, when they beat the Packers in uh, in Lambo, he stole a cheese head from a fan. It was one and, and ran off with it. <laughs> 
Well, that's, I'll talk about that. Yeah, actually, no, I, I have a great, I have a great post-show question for you. So this is a preview for everybody. Um, post-show discussion, Ricky. Why does no one want Lamar Jackson? Huh, that is a good one. Same okay. Him, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. We went to our final topic. Uh, it's the first ever defense of the AEW International Championship <laughs> <Woo>! is tonight. <laughs> and it featured current all Atlantic champion Orange Cassidy. This is bullshit, man! Versus Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I hate everything about this graphic. <laughs> Like, why are the American flags there? <laughs> There's not even a continent. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, What's his title called? It's the international title because as the Tony Khan said. So, yeah, they, so they have, only have one, one country mentioned in the graphic. <laughs> yeah, and if you look behind, I think they changed the flags on the international title. But as Tony Khan said, they're leveling up the Atlantic, the All-Atlantic Championship. Well, I wonder why, Tony. Maybe because it was a dumb fucking name. I mean, they were booing the Ray Mysterio. Place. Who boos Ray Mysterio? Oh, my God. So apparently Orange Cassidy won at the time of this recording and Thank he beat Jeff Chapman. Talk about juice. <laughs> it's the orange punch. It's, it's true. I forgot this finish is the orange punch. Which, first of all, they should have called it the Baja Blast. That's the first mistake. The orange punch is better. Baja, there's no orange in Baja. I know, but still, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> he was been, he was, you know what Orange Cassidy said of that? So, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got to do something with this title because Orange Cast is not doing anything but just holding this literally in like a fucking backpack. Dude, I still want his T-shirt of him on his own T-shirt. That is a great T-shirt he had on the Indies. It's such a great. T- <laughs> I gotta go find it. Go <laughs> that is a great Orange Cassidy T-shirt. But the international title uh, is is now a thing. The rest in peace. The All Atlantic Championship. In a couple of months, this will change. So, what is going to be? Here's my here's my question to end up the show. What is going to be the new name of the international championship in three months' time? Oh, the Continental Champion. <laughs> the Outer Continental. The Outer Continental. No, the Outer. O U T E R. The Outer Continental. <laughs> the Outer Continental. I'm going to go with the Denny's Continental Championship. The Denny's Continental, Continental Championship. championship. Um, yeah. Oh, the oh, Cocaine Stain. The Cocaine Stain title. <laughs> the, the, the Con. The con. The, the con. The Wrath of Con, dude. <laughs> the Wrath of Con. The Con Championship. Oh, my God. I just... Here's a shit. It's such a waste of a nice-looking title, too. Like, AEW really did find a figure out, like, their designs for their titles, and they look fantastic. Lie, There's just too many of them. The yearbook photo shirt is also pretty funny. Is it really? It's just, it's, just, it's just him with his shades in a yearbook photo with his dead <laughs> It really, it really is. It's like, do I really want to wear the shirt with some dude on my chest? Like, it's kind of weird. The answer is absolutely yes, you do. But it's a phenomenal shirt. It's <laughs> yeah, such a yes, good shirt. <laughs> the answer is yes, you do. So the AEW International title, which will soon become, um, they should just call it like, I don't even know. It should come up with a new title name every three months just to keep people guessing. Oh, no, they shouldn't. It should be a, should be a running shtick. They absolutely should not. 
Listen, this is a better named title than the titles after television stations. Okay, let's just put it that way. It's definitely an upgrade. They upgraded <laughs> the wrong title. <laughs> yeah. Like, my God. If they called themselves the TNT Championship, but they're no longer on TNT. It's just so fucking funny. So fucking funny. But such the AEW South American title. Good one, friends. I love it. The South American title and still have the flag of Japan on it for no fucking reason. <laughs> The all-Pacific title? You're just naming regions of the world, Fretz. Uh, the Antarctic title. He only dis- he has to cross-check uh, pelicans. Not pelicans, penguins. <laughs> to put penguins instead of flags on the title? I think so. Who knows? Oh, this is a ridiculous t-shirt. That's really what? cool, though. I don't, even, I don't even know how to describe it. Send it to you. Send me a link or something. There's, there's kind of boobies on it. Kind of boobies on kind it. Kind of boobies. Kind of boobies. That's a great way to end the show. Kind of boobies on this, which is great. Anywho, folks, that's all we have. The all, all, perfect, perfect. The all immigration title. Good one to Quan. I think we have a winner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the I, all I, immigration. The all immigration title. I'm really confused as to why, uh, Kind of boobies is on there. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, all my friends are playing putt party? Well, oh my, hold on. These guys are going, oh, did Statlander come back, Fretz? I don't know. Our Discord has been popping off this entire time. So I need to catch up on this when yeah, I come I back. Yeah, I the beeps were getting a little annoying. Yeah, I, I have to catch up on that. I didn't know if they were coming through on the recording. No, they were. I did not hear anything at all, so you're good to go. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go to the post show. We can talk about Lamar Jackson there. Oh, yeah. Also, we're not. I'm going to be not really being a solo act next week. Just heads up. Will's not going to be here next week. Yeah, I'm not here next week. Sorry. Yeah, but I do have a special guest. And let me tell you, they enjoy John Moxley, and they might also be from Cincinnati. Those are your hints, and that's the only hints you're going to get. Kneecap. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 332, Be Eyes, because lo and behold, it's the Eyes of March for all you people that ever uh, read Shakespeare and the, and the play of Julius Caesar. I am your host, not Julius Caesar. Good, because I didn't get backstabbed by my friends, although that's what yeah. I... That's, yeah, that's right. That's the lie, but I'm going to tell you right now. I have been your host, King Ricky Rose. Uh, you can formally find me because I'm no longer there. or not no longer. I'm temporarily on hold from Still? social media. At Ambassador Biggs, B I G Z Ambassador Biggs. I'm not. I am not. I'm <laughs> not growing up. I am a Toys Rest kid. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe um, across all social media outlets. If you're listening to us, please make sure you're listening to us uh, by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio, the Cure for the Common Wrestling podcast, and follow Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere else on social media. Links to all of our stuff are in the description below. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, please make sure to interact with our polls uh, and our questions at for all of our episodes. Will Tyreshock, who's going to be taking a break finally uh, from the show next week. How are you? I'm sure I could swing it. It's only Jazz's birthday. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'll swoon her. I'll swoon her this week and see what happens. I'm glad you finally learned what swoon means. Yeah, well, I, I, we had to go over it early in the show. But my name is Will Tyreshock. T is in Thomas A-R-A-S. H-U-K. I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but banks aren't real and uh, money's all fake. 
So uh, we tackled that on the Talking Cash podcast this week. I had chief strategist from an interactive broker, Steve Sosnick, on the podcast to explain exactly what happened with um, Silicon Valley Bank. And uh, a lot of response is going to be interesting and a lot of uncharted waters. So that's going to be fun. Um, yeah. Enjoy gay, all that. Oh, and also, my, my, I, I crossed 100,000 views on YouTube. So that's pretty cool. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Nice. Nice. We crossed 5,000 downloads the other week, which is good for us. Hey, good for us. We're getting some win. Oh, my God. Charles just wins. AW's new title will be called the Snick Championship. And on that note, folks, we are going to get out of here. Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> Snick? Oh my god, you are so oh, you are so young. Anywho, we are gonna get out of here. I'll explain to Will what Snick is on the post show uh as he takes a little bit of a vacation. But I'll be back next week with a very special guest host from Cincinnati. So until then, goodbye, good night. I will see you next week. Will won't. Hey, you and, wanna uh, talk about eight, eight inches? Hey yo, <laughs> hey yo. Yeah, and fuck you, Slack. <laughs> <laughs>